Welcome to the Excel Still More podcast. I am your host, Chris Emerson. I'm here to encourage you in your walk with God. Thank you for joining in. Today's podcast is sponsored by Cunningham Financial Group. John Cunningham is a friend of mine and a brother in Christ, and he can help you with financial decisions and future planning. He's been a big help to me and my family, and I commend him to you. You can reach him at 205 213-1720. I am so thankful you're here, so let's get started. Welcome back to the program. I'm so thankful that you're here. I want to begin by talking to you about our title today, Don't Get Jealous. There are two words therein that I want to give specific early attention to because I take them both very seriously. The first one is right there at the end, jealous. Being jealous is something very few people acknowledge or admit to. Have you noticed that? And yet, I am convinced that it is alive and well, even in the hearts of Christians, and it's doing harmful things. And to the extent that we can identify what is there and why it's there and how to get rid of it, It will free up your emotions, your words, your thoughts to do great things, to build relationships instead of allowing them to be strained over what someone has or doesn't have or how you compare yourself to others. Maybe you're thinking, all right, finally an episode that does not apply to me. I have a lot of problems, but jealousy isn't one of them. Well, maybe that's true and maybe it isn't. Let's dig in a little bit and see. You don't need me to pull out a dictionary to define it. We all know what jealousy is. It is a negative feeling, a negative emotion towards someone else because of what they have or don't have, because of their past compared to yours. It often strains relationships. I feel like as we grow older, We get really good at hiding it. Maybe it shows up with a passing facial expression, a sarcastic statement, maybe just a tinge of gossip, or a small, satisfying feeling when something goes wrong for someone else. When we were kids, there was no hiding any of this. Jealousy was seen and heard in every scenario. If someone had a toy that another child wanted, you could tell exactly how they feel about that. If one felt like something unfair had happened, you can see the deep frown and scowl on their four-year-old faces. And if the offender got disciplined, there was a Cheshire cat grin on the face of the other. With children, jealousy showed out early and obviously, but faded quickly. As adults, We're really good at hiding it, as I said, but sometimes, unlike children, it lingers on. It never goes away. It taints relationships, even marriages, relationships with Christians and people that we could be learning from. Instead, we distance ourselves from. And then, sadly, jealousy leads to a poor evaluation of self and sometimes settles into a feeling of hopelessness, and we do not want to see that in ourselves or anyone we love. 
So the word jealous is a big deal for me. It feels like a silent killer that needs to be heard for what it is and called down. And by the way, the Bible talks a lot about jealousy, not just the Pharisees being envious of the attention Jesus was getting, but even in Paul's letters to Christians, he addresses it often. In Romans chapter 13, he talks about behaving properly, not in strife and jealousy. In 1 Corinthians 3, he said, For since there is jealousy and strife among you, are you not fleshly? And even Christians who others would have perceived as mature, like in the book of James, where he was addressing teachers, he told them that jealousy and selfish ambition was ruining everything. So that's why I used the other intense word, a word almost never used in an Excel Still More episode title, the word don't. You may have noticed 144 episodes and not a single one includes the word don't. We had an episode called Do Not Worry, which falls into this category of something that has got to go. But I don't particularly enjoy having one short moment a week to talk to you and using it telling you not to do something. I would much rather spend it talking about things that you can do, things that God wants you to do, things that will make a real difference today. But the truth is, sometimes things have to go before you can do the better things. I hope you'll see that today. In reality, our episode title is five words, the first three of which are, don't get jealous. But on the heels of that, there are two more words that represent affirmations and direction this week. I'll reveal those to you in a few minutes when we're ready. In fact, when we get to the very end of the episode, where I always end by saying the episode title, it will have five words today instead of three. All right, so let me say just a bit more about jealousy itself. It's very simple, isn't it? There's someone in your life who has more of something that you would like to have more of. Maybe it's more money, maybe it's better health, and at this present moment, the only moment we have at our disposal, the here and now, they are in a better position than you are, and it doesn't feel good. Sometimes it works the opposite way. They may have less of something, less debt, less stress, which again, being so different from you in this exact moment causes you to feel bad about yourself, but nobody enjoys feeling bad about themselves, so instead we turn it to in some way making it about them, and then the relationship begins to disintegrate. There are countless examples of this. I hope you're able to make some connections in your own life. It could be everything from money to the spouse that you have to what you see when you look in the mirror. The truth is, here in the flesh, we are different. We are built differently. We have different experiences. Life works out fairly during some stretches and unfairly at others, and it creates different outcomes for everyone. I would also say that oftentimes jealousy is built upon the past. Instead of saying, hey, this guy has better health and more money than me, and I don't like that, and I don't like being around him, we look at the past and say, he had a different raising than I did, he was given more opportunities than I was given, and we become jealous over things that are gone, things that 
neither of you maybe even had control over, and it starts to expose the ridiculousness of jealousy. It's often irrational and unfair and reaches back towards things that neither person can control and therefore often never gets overcome. So let's talk about this. How do we get past it? And what are those last two words that I guarantee will change everything? Getting past jealousy involves a couple of fairly simple steps. You just have to be disciplined about them. This first thing may not be popular. In fact, I did an episode last year called Let's Compare Ourselves, and I drew a little ire on that. But the first thing I would say is don't resist this pull to compare yourself to others. I think most people believe that's the answer. If I don't want to envy someone, then I shouldn't look at how much they have compared to how much I have. I shouldn't look at the condition of their health in comparison to mine. I shouldn't look at the success of their kids versus my own. Why not? How else are you going to know where you are unless you see how it compares to those around you and most importantly, where we're going today? How do you ever anticipate getting better unless you're willing to examine what better looks like? You've heard me say that a hundred times throughout this series. People want to get better. They don't know what it looks like. Well, if the guy next to you is better and you're like, I'm not going to look at that. I don't want to compare where I am with him. That makes me feel bad. Well, you know what? There's room for a little bit of that in our lives. That's how we get better. And I'll address that more in the last few minutes. But the first tip is don't resist looking towards others and comparing yourself. It can be healthy. Now, oftentimes it isn't healthy, and here's why. We dwell on differences that are totally out of our control and totally unchangeable. So now comparing myself to someone else, all it does is remind me that this is it. I can never be like them. Now that's the kind of comparing we need to get rid of. My brother Caleb is six foot four. He can dunk easily, or at least he used to be able to. When I compare my height to his, I'm pretty short. But it would be pretty foolish to dwell on that to say, you know, I'm just going to think about how much taller Caleb is than me every day of the week and lament that until it gets better. Well, it will never get better. That's foolishness. So look to others, but throw out the things that are in neither of your control, like the past, how they were raised versus how you were raised, the kind of family they had versus the family that you had, differences in the way God designed you or the way your genetics work. Differences and opportunities that were uniquely available to them and not available to you. Look, all of that is a factor on where you are compared to where they are, but it's not a manageable factor. It's not an attainable one. Jealousy always has this bit of desperation and hopelessness with it, and it's usually because we are dwelling on the unchangeable. So, number one, go ahead and compare yourself to others if, number two, you're not comparing and dwelling on things that cannot be controlled. Tip number three, you have to accept those unchangeable parameters of your life. I'm telling you, just about everything in your life can get better. A lot of it can be changed, but there are some things that simply are what they are. You look like you look with some weight variation that's possible. If you're married, that's your spouse. 
Whatever road brought you to here, that's the one you've got. Your IQ is exactly what it is. Who cares how it got there? That's what it is. You have to be willing to look at your own life, even as you look at someone else's beside you and say, look, there are things about my life that can never change. I accept those things that will never be like this other person. It's impossible. I accept that. I seek to honor God with who I am and where I am and what God is doing with me. So if you can do those three things, I'm ready to give you two words that I pray will mean everything to you. Again, and one last time, number one, don't be afraid to compare yourself to someone else. If, number two, you are not comparing things that are unchangeable and out of your control, and number three, you accept those things and the absolute parameters of your life, now watch what we can do by adding two words. The real episode title today is, Don't Get Jealous get ideas. What if instead of talking about them or walking away from them or a negative emotion toward them, what if you look at the things that are going well in their life, things that very reasonably could be going better in yours, and instead of being envious or prideful, you started doing a little research, a little bit of listening observing, asking questions, being humble about it, and changing. Ooh, I just used a bad word, didn't I? I try not to use profanity on this program, but there it was. Changing. Nobody wants to do that. I'd rather sit over here and sulk. Okay, but that's all you'll ever do. The product of great comparing is seeing things in them that are possible for you and making some changes to get there. I'll give you some examples just in my own life. I feel like there are a thousand things we could talk about in this last five minutes, but I'll give you some of my own. I am a gospel preacher. I've been preaching for 21 years. There are things I cannot do, but there are a lot of things that I can do, and most of those I can do better. So for the last 20 years, I've been listening to guys that I admire, reading guys who are smarter than me, listening and observing, and some of their skill sets are just beyond my own, or at least vastly different. Dwelling on that wouldn't be wise. But I noticed there are a lot of great things that great preachers were all doing. And so I started working on those. And it has made me, I think, into a better preacher. Don't get jealous. Get ideas. I've always been a saver of money. Since I was 15 years old, I've never spent my entire check, 10% or more, always put aside. But I got burned in the 2000 internet bubble. So since then, I was super conservative for another 10 years or so. But then I started talking to friends who were doing a lot better in their investments. And when I would pry some numbers out of them, I would compare them to my own and, well, that doesn't feel good. But what are my options here? My options are to figure out, so what have you been doing? How does it work? Why does it work? How do you feel about it? And I made some changes. And you know what? Things are a whole lot better because I listened to their ideas than they would have been if I'd have just been, you know, jealous. And here's the thing about that. I'm sure I still don't have the money in the bank that they do. They started much earlier than me. They're certainly doing a lot better. But it doesn't bother me. 
I learn from them and things are better in my life. They don't have to be equal to that person. I just want to get better. And someone who's already doing that probably has the tools to help me get there. Summer and I, we have a pretty good marriage. We've been married 23 and a half years and they've been good. Some of that has to do with our natural compatibility and shared faith. But I can tell you right now, I have known plenty of people who I perceived almost immediately had something going on in their marriage that was better than ours. Now again, I'm not talking about things outside of our control, like that lady's husband is a whole lot more handsome than Summer's husband. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about things real-time right now that are working. Even today, I'll just tell you, even today here at the Lindale Church, there are some marriages that just look so beautiful to me. And when I compare myself to them, I think, you know, we're not that far off. But I wonder what they're doing that's adding that little spark. And I decided to go get some ideas. One of the great ones that came out of it is I noticed people with exceptional relationships a couple of times a year made sure to get away from the kids and go spend some time together. So Summer and I started doing that in July around her birthday and in December around mine, and it has been amazing. And I'm far better off having listened to those ideas and thought, hey, that is within my realm to actually do something about, instead of sitting back wondering why they pretend to have this special spark. You know how we do that when we get jealous? We have some negative slant on them. Forget all that. Let's learn and improve. Listen, this can work on the positive side of gaining something, but it also works on the opposite end. Maybe you have an addiction, a shortcoming, something you want to get rid of in your life, and you look towards someone else who seems to have it all figured out. And there's this defense mechanism associated with jealousy that will whisper to you, well, they're probably just hiding it, or maybe they don't even understand what it feels like. It's amazing the things we tell ourselves to stay in a state of self-loathing. We actually become comfortable with jealousy, mainly because of his best buddy that he always travels with called pride. But what if we were humble about this? We humbly assessed where we are, what is changeable in our life. We actually looked at others who have made those changes or are making those changes as we looked at them, we didn't get distracted by the things that are outside of our own parameter or in the past. Instead, we begin to feel hope in ourselves based on the success in them. You might say, wait, how does that work? Well, I hope you figured it out by now. It's pretty simple. Only five words. Don't get jealous. Get ideas. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed the program, please remember to share with your family and your friends. Also, you can go to excelstillmore.life to sign up for emails, order the three-month journals, or just catch up on old episodes. So until next time, let me leave you with this. Whatever you choose to do today in the name of the Lord Jesus, excel still more.